Welcome to the Wealth is in the Details podcast. In this podcast, financial planner Peter Raskin helps families and business owners understand and prepare for their wealth journey. Along the way, thoughtful and detailed planning can provide clarity and confidence as clients confront a multitude of financial decisions. Listen in as Peter shares stories and insight into people's wealth journeys. Now, let's get into today's podcast. Hello and welcome to Wealth is in the Details with Peter Raskin, Raskin Planning Group. Good morning, Peter. How are you? I'm good, Eric. How are you? Well, I am doing fantastic. I am actually kind of I'm really interested in, in your topic today. I didn't, I didn't get a whole lot from you, but I've heard that we're talking about Monte Carlo, which is, I think we're straying from what we normally do. Are we reviewing a movie today? Like the old James Bond? That'd, that'd be interesting. Yeah, that would be fun too. And maybe we could do that <laughs> on another podcast, but no, we're not reviewing uh, a movie. So oh, okay. what, what we'll actually be doing is, and, and not as exciting as an adventure film from Monaco, but we'll be discussing a, a financial planning tool that really helps us deal with, with the variability of investment returns mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and then the probabilities of our clients meeting their goals. And I just want to just make a point, Eric, that I'm really not a gambler. It's not that I have anything against gambling as a form of entertainment, but it just doesn't make me happy, you know, Mm -hmm. mostly because I don't like losing money. And and since I don't understand gaming at all, I just don't think the odds are are in my favor when I go to a casino. (laughs) I don't think the odds are in anybody's favor when they go to a casino. No, Um, you're right about that. That's how, (laughs) that's why they exist and, and owners like to own them. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's funny you say that because I totally get it. I think we all want control and we all want certainty. And I'll self-disclosure here a little bit about myself. I I even have a hard time entering like a pie raffle or like one of those cakewalks at a a little country fair or whatever, because I really do want to win and I don't want to lose. I just have to convince myself this money is going to a good cause. And so I, I don't mind putting money into that, even if I don't walk away with a good pie or a cake or whatever, or I get stuck with the one that doesn't look quite right that you just don't want to eat. But that's just me. I, I know because again, we like it when our expectations are met, right? I mean, that, that's the whole thing. We want to know the future and we can't, we don't have a crystal ball. And I think that's why people are comfortable having a plan, right? I think we feel anxious when there's uncertainty and good plans help reduce that anxiety. Yeah, that's exactly the way I feel as well. Life's a journey and uh, it's just full of uncertainty. And, and we all have lots of, of paths we can take. And, and we all start this journey and no one knows how it's going to play out. I think there's a thrill to that, but there's also uh, a lot of anxiety. And so I believe that most of us really want that feeling of clarity. The path we've chosen is going to lead us to the place we, we want to go. Mm-hmm. And just so just, you know, from our goal at the Raskin Planning Group is to offer this clarity and to do the diligence and to offer a, a financial planning process so our clients feel more confident about their financial journey. Now, I know that's your goal, but you're not saying that you can actually offer certainty, right? Yeah, no, we cannot. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we do not guarantee. But, you know, life's full of lots of variables and, and it's hard to be certain of, of everything. And our objective is to help our clients clarify their objectives and then to help them increase the chances that they're actually going to meet these goals and objectives. Mm. 
and we do this through a time-tested process of discovery, meaning getting to know our clients and what they want, and then modeling, financial modeling, projecting into the future about how things might play out. Mm-hmm. So our focus is model is using modeling as a tool to help our clients understand how their journey might unfold. And we do that, we, we start with data. So we believe that the details really matter. And we wanna know all about assets and liabilities and projected income and expenses. We know that a plan, we believe a plan is not about your needs. It's more about what you want, when you want it. Is there a house remodeled in your future? Do you want to plan for paying for graduate school for your children or grandchildren or a second home, that big family vacation every few years, new cars? Mm-hmm. Whenever we're doing this discovery or data gathering, we talk about contingency planning because things happen. Life happens. Jobs can be lost and, and people people get sick. And that's just what, that's what life's all about, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Maybe a child needs financial assistance or, and so our questions are the details. How is this, how might this play out? Do you have adequate insurance, whether it be medical, disability, property and casualty insurance? What do you have and when do you want things as well? Peter, what do you do with all that data? Well, that, that's a good question. So we have really sophisticated financial planning software. That, that allows us to build a model of, over our client's lifetime. Mm-hmm. And it considers, it considers most everything that we can consider, like, like taxation and, and social security and pensions, inflation, income and, and expense assumptions. And, and so it's these details that are really key. All right. So Peter, all this data going in, there's positive data going in and there's the the negative stuff that we don't like, like taxes and inflation and things like that. So you're putting all this data in, you're, I'm assuming you're getting a bunch of data back out, right? Yeah. Life is really uncertain and we're doing the best we can trying to, trying to think ahead about what might transpire. Yeah. That's what we want our clients to think about. So can we rely on that data then? Because we don't know the future. Yeah, I, I think that's such an important question. So here's the way I think about it. Life is full of this uncertainty mm-hmm. and, and there are aspects of life that we can control or at least we can influence. And so that's where the data, we, that's what we want to focus on in our data gathering are the things that we can control or influence. So for example, we can't control health outcomes, but we can influence our health with you know diet and exercise and, and lifestyle choices. We may be unemployed due to a recession caused Mm -hmm. by a global pandemic, but there's certain things we can do to react to that. We can reduce our expenses. In preparation, we can build up an emergency fund Mm -hmm. uh, of cash that might support us for six to 12 12 months without any earned income. And, and, And managing debt is really important. So we need to manage that debt so it's not out of control because if we lose income or our income is reduced, we don't want that to be a real burden. So I think preparation is the key. Save for the unexpected, manage your debt. Insurance helps with these uncontrollable and unexpected events. I think about insurance as as risk control. Mm -hmm. The the risk is the uncertainty, but the premium becomes the solution because it's it's a certain relatively small expense that we can budget for. So I think about insurance as, as kind of a little mistake, big mistake trade-off mm-hmm. uh, that the little mistake is the premium 
if there isn't a claim, we've lost that premium. And it's a small cost relative to the cost of, of the catastrophic event True. if it actually occurs. Mm-hmm. So the data ga- gathering is, the th- we want to d- gather that data that's under the client's control. And we know some of it's uncertain, like those emergencies, like like a job loss, like like kids, mm-hmm. uh, house repairs. And, and we recommend that clients prepare for those as best they can. It's not perfect, but you do the best you can. Yeah. So what about those assumptions that you're talking about that are beyond our control? Yeah, this is why we so strongly believe that reviewing your planning on a regular basis is is so important. Review your journey. Think about your updating your map all the time. So first, your goals change, your expenses, your income, your health, your, again, your kids' circumstances, your retirement date, these things change. And we need to deal with that on a regular basis. Tax laws change whether it's federal state income tax rates, they go up and down, tax strategies change. And some of these are, are dramatic, but, but many are not. And they don't really affect our plan that, that significantly. I just want to give a quick example. The SECURE Act, which went into effect on January 1st, 2020, in, in a lot of cases, it, it got rid, rid of a very advantageous planning strategy called the stretch IRA Mm -hmm. for for non-spouse beneficiaries. So instead of taking money out of an an inherited IRA over a a beneficiary's lifetime, the beneficiary has to take the money out of the IRA within within 10 years of death. And for those clients with large retirement plan balances that they want to pass on to kids, this might mean that the kids are going to have to pay taxes at a pretty high rate and so than, than they did previously. And, and so my point is that just things change, tax rates change is just an example. And we, we want to take that into account as we do planning going forward. So yeah, it's beyond our control. But I think by reviewing on an ongoing basis, you can mitigate that, that, that risk. Inflation is also out of our control. My experience is that it it just doesn't change that dramatically. It kind of slowly goes up, slowly goes down. And I think that the incredibly high inflation rates we saw back in the late 70s and 80s was more of an aberration. And not to say that it won't ever happen again. It, It certainly can. But we can adjust our planning assumptions to reflect those higher levels of, of inflation. And I think the key is that we're investing in a way that offers an opportunity to achieve rates of return that exceed inflation over a longer period of time, say say 10 plus years. Mm-hmm. So probably one of the most important uncontrollable things that, that, that we need to consider is the volatility of investments. And dealing with the investment uncertain, uncertainty is I think our biggest challenge from a planning perspective. Oh. So I think most of our listeners believe that stocks and bonds go up and down in value. They know that there aren't any guarantees. And we've been told that over a long period of time, 10 plus years, the average return of a diversified portfolio of stocks and bonds is likely to provide returns that are in excess of inflation and and in excess of those no risk investments like like certificates of deposits or savings accounts. Mm -hmm. No guarantees here. That's what's happened in the past. And that's what I think a lot of investors believe. I know that's what we believe. This works great when we're saving and accumulating over a long period of time. This averaging of returns w- works well when people don't need to take any capital from their accounts 
and they can, they can live through the ups and downs and, and likely recovery. So for young people starting to save, you know, markets go up, they go down. It's not gonna affect them that much as they're accumulating. The problem is when we need to take distributions from our investments mm. to support our lifestyle. Like, like when we retire and start, start spending some of our capital. If we can just live off dividends and stock from stocks and, and interest from CDs and bonds, then that, that volatility of stocks doesn't really matter that much. But most of us can't. Most of us are going to spend some of our capital. And what, ha- that, what happens when we sell stocks when, when stocks are down can be really devastating to a portfolio. I think about it as investment math, and that's when it's a real challenge. So mm. I'm going to give a quick example, it, 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 but, and I think it's helpful. Okay. Uh, if a client has $100,000 of, 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 in a portfolio of stocks and bonds, and they need to withdraw $5,000 each year, let's say 5% of their account value. So at the end of year one, the portfolio might be up 10%. And, and now maybe it's worth $110,000. Mm-hmm. And, and remember, they need to withdraw 5,000. So they withdraw 5,000 and the account is, ends the year at $105,000. So that's good. The next year, the portfolio is down 10%. And, the, and the, the account is now worth a bit less. It's worth $94,500. And you now take $5,000 out of the portfolio again so now the portfolio is worth $89,500. And that's where we get a problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so to, to get back to the $100,000, you need to get a return of almost 12% in the next year. And that's not so easy. And yeah. it doesn't happen all the time. So let's say you only get 5%, you get a 5% income in year three a 5% increase in year three Mm -hmm. and your account grows now to 93,000, almost $94,000, but you're withdrawing $5,000. So now your account is worth about 89,000. And now in year four, the portfolio is down 3%. It's now worth 86,000. You take out another 5,000 and now Mm. you're down to 81,000. In order to get back to $100,000, your portfolio needs to get a rate of return of 20, 23%. Oofta. Yeah, that's my feeling. That's just, it's not that can't happen. It certainly can, but it doesn't happen all the time. So I'm afraid that this portfolio could really be in a downward spiral. Yeah, that's trouble, right? Yeah. So how do you plan for the variable, the variability of returns? So we use in this analytical tool called Monte Carlo simulation, and it's not about the casino. <laughs> All right. <laughs> just, so, so before I describe this tool, let me describe how we model our plans. For all of our clients, we build two models based on, a, on, set, uh, on the same set of assumptions. We look at the client's inflows and outflows. The, the, this first model is what we call a straight line model. We assume all the same expenses. We assume an inflation factor that's based on a long-term average. And we're currently using 2.3%. Not that's a prediction of inflation. That's just what we're using because that's an historical average. 
we then, we then, this is how we do it. We think about building a, an investment portfolio that may provide a return that's two and a half percentage points above inflation. So about 4.8% is kind of what we plan for in this straight line model. Mm -hmm. So we assume inflation at 2.3, that the investment portfolio will generate a return of 4.8% for, for their lifetime. That's an average return, knowing that sometimes it's gonna be higher, sometimes it's gonna be lower. And my thinking is that over a market cycle of seven to 10 years, a balanced portfolio of stocks and bonds is really likely to beat inflation by about two and a half percent. So that's how I come to that. So that's the first model. That's our straight line model. The second model uses all the same inflows and outflows and inflation assumptions. And the difference here is now that we're going to take into account the variability of returns. Is a second model that you're talking about, is that the Monte Carlo simulation? Yeah, it is. So the Monte Carlo simulation has lots and lots of different applications. It's, it's used in finance, but also in business and in meteorology and physics. Hmm. It's really, it's been used for years. And because of the advent of computers, we're able to use it really efficiently in, in, in our financial plans. Yeah. In the case of, of our financial planning, the, the, simul the Monte Carlo simulation tries to predict the probability of different planning outcomes when we expect these random future investment returns to happen. So let me give you an example how this plays out. The Smiths have a financial plan and we're including all their usual inflows and outflows, their social security, their pension, the purchase of the second home, their travel, their entertainment, taxes, gifts to kids and so on and so forth. Uh, a lot of their expenses are fixed, but some are discretionary. Mm -hmm. They're both in good health and, and they want us to model a, a long life expectancy. So they're comfortable using age 100, although they really do appreciate that it's unlikely they'll both get there, <laughs> but they want to be conservative in their projection. So that's what we're comfortably doing. Got it. Their portfolio is a balanced portfolio of stocks and bonds. And, and based upon their current investment allocation, we're able to estimate the likely range of returns they might experience over these next 30 years. So we can estimate the highs and lows based on historical returns of these different asset classes. And, and we think they're reasonable estimates for the future. So these, what we, these are called capital market assumptions. We update them annually. They're not short-term predictions about what the markets are going to do. They're meant as reasonable estimates for long-term growth but also for long-term volatility. So the Monte Carlo simulation runs the Smith plan a thousand different times. Wow. Yeah, it does it within you know, less than a second. It's pretty mm. amazing. So each trial uses a different order of returns that we would consider normal and within a range of expectations. So okay. just as an example, in trial one, the first year return might be 5%. Year two, the, the return might be 10%. Year three, it's negative seven. Year four, it could be negative 10. Year five, it's positive 15. Hmm. And we keep on doing this. We do this every year until age 100. And a successful trial means that there's a dollar left in their investment portfolio at age 100. 
if they run out of money at age 99, the trial isn't successful. Okay. So we do, then we do trial two and we use a different order of, and magnitude of returns. Some are higher or lower. We do the same for trial three, four. We keep on doing it. We do it a thousand times. And we look back, we say how many trials were, were successful getting, having there be a dollar left in the client's portfolio at, at age 100. And, and are, are the Smiths successful 100% of the time, 90%, 80%, 50%, or 20%? I don't know. I mean, I'm sure everybody wants to be successful 100% of the time, but I don't know if that's possible. Is 90% good, 80% good? Where do you draw the line? I think the, the Monte Carlo simulation isn't always completely understood and it has its limitations. The most important thing to, to realize is that we're only taking into account the variability of investment returns. Inflation, unplanned expenses, those lower expect, that lower expected income, tax changes, none of these things are considered. Also, the Monte Carlo uh, simulation doesn't take into account those unforeseen market events. You may have heard the phrase, a, a black swan event. Mm -hmm. it, it's totally unexpected. And these aren't built into our capital market assumptions because they can't be, we haven't seen them yet. <laughs> I think about 2008 and 2009 being a black swan event, that great recession. Mm -hmm. And that's in our consideration now, but it wasn't back then. So I don't think Monte Carlo simulation is a predictor of the probability of success. I like to think about it as a tool to help our clients understand the likelihood that they'll need to make adjustments to their planning. And so adjustments, I mean, instead of retiring at 63, maybe they should, maybe they'll have to work until age 66. Maybe if they save more or invest more aggressively to increase accumulation or spend less in retirement or reduce gifts to charity or to kids, these are the adjustments I'm thinking about. So clients should think about the timing and the magnitude of these adjustments when they're looking at the success rate. Can they defer a big vacation, a big purchase, a large gift? if the markets have taken a tumble. If the markets are down, can the, can the client defer selling stocks? Let those markets rebound. And this can all make a huge difference to someone's plan. So a, a, I think making adjustments as markets go up and down is really vital to, a, to being successful. Also, another thing that's important to understand is life expectancy can really significantly affect probabilities. I just, I recently met with a, a married couple and they'll likely retire early in their, in their late fifties. They don't have any kids and don't need to provide for anyone else. And we ran their Monte Carlo simulation until age hundred and they were only successful 50% of the trials. And, and I know that doesn't give me great comfort and, and it didn't give them that, that great comfort, but they were really comfortable with a plan that got them to age 90 because they don't really want to make any lifestyle adjustments at this time. <laughs> they just don't want, they don't want to. They agreed to look at age 95 as well. And we revised that model and the probability of success at age 90 was over 90%. And at age 95, it was 75%. So you can see how that just adjusting the life expectancy 
life expectancy makes such a big difference. Yeah, absolutely. Just a little bit ago, you mentioned 2008, 2009, and I'm kind of curious, does the Monte Carlo simulation results, do they change dramatically when we see big increases or big losses in the market like that? Exactly. Yeah. Back in 2008, 2009, some of our clients were down 20 and 30%, if, if not more. And clients looked at their revised plans and the Monte Carlo projections at that time, and they really became far less confident. And, and, and many at that time made cash flow adjustments based upon that. Mm-hmm. So they reduced expenses. They didn't travel. They put off buying cars. And, and then as they always do or have done, and we expect markets, we expect that to happen again in the future, that markets recovered. And they, they recovered, it took three to five years, but eventually clients recovered their losses. And then the Monte Carlo simulations once again reflected higher, higher probabilities of success. So it, it's really important that a well-planned client not panic and, and make dramatic changes. At the same time, making those smaller adjustments to cash flow and revisiting the plan on a regular basis on a regular basis really can help. It doesn't mean all is lost when we have these big events, this volatility, and we just want to plan for it. Yeah, and I, I think you just summed it up in a nutshell right there. I think one of the greatest advantages of working with a professional like you is the fact that you're always bringing the client back to the plan, keep them focused on the objectives and what's most important to them because I think emotion plays such a strong part of what we do as human beings. You've got to have a pro in your corner that's going to be able to say, okay, let's settle down for a moment and just look at the plan, look at what your objectives are, and and then let's talk about what is most important so that you can make those adjustments. I think that's right. Planning is a process. It's not just a, a one-time event. It's so important to, 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 to re- maintain flexibility in your planning so you can make these adjustments. It's so important to manage your debt, have sufficient cash on hand, and plan for the things that are impossible to plan for. So I like to think we're keeping our clients on the right path by reviewing and updating their plans on a regular basis so that they can complete this journey with that clarity and, and the confidence that, that we, we, we hope all our clients feel. Yeah, absolutely. And if the listeners are looking for that clarity and confidence, Peter, how do they get a hold of you so they can start this journey with you? Yeah, I recommend just visiting our website at raskinplanning.com and there's contact information right there and they can reach out for us, reach out to us and let us know how we can help. Fantastic. Peter, thank you so much. Great information as always. Thanks, Eric. It was lots of fun. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, our last thank you always goes to you, the listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Wealth is in the Details podcast with Peter Raskin. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Peter comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it really easy to share this podcast with your friends and family. And and again, please do share this. This is great information. They're going to want to know, and and maybe they need some clarity and, and guidance on their journey. Again, thanks so much for listening today. For everyone at Raskin Planning Group, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Wealth is in the Details podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. 
The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Peter Raskin is a registered representative of Lincoln Financial Advisors. Securities offered through Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation, a broker, dealer, member SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Sagemark Consulting, a division of Lincoln Financial Advisors, a registered investment advisor. Insurance offered through Lincoln Affiliates and other fine companies. Raskin Planning Group is not an affiliate of Lincoln Financial Advisors. Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation and its representatives do not provide legal or tax advice. You may want to consult a legal or tax advisor regarding any legal or tax information as it relates to your personal circumstances. No assurance can be given that the assumptions will prove to be correct and the difference between assumptions and actual results could vary materially. Investments offering the potential for fluctuating rates of return involve a higher degree of risk than fixed investments. Rates of return will vary over time particularly for long-term investments depending on your goals, time frame, and risk tolerance. Your actual results may vary. Past performance cannot guarantee future returns. These figures are hypothetical and are subject to changing economic conditions. In addition, these projections do not take into account other variables such as fluctuating principle and changing tax consequences. You should also consider factoring inflation into the equation.